You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is Closer Than Mishpacha. I'm here with Rabbi Eitan Kobri, and as we always say, and it's not always good to have a tagline, indeed, what we are going to hopefully talk about is in a way that we can share ideas in a way that's even closer than Mishpoch. And of course, Mishpoch is, of course, the magazine that Ethan Kobri writes for, and his essays and his articles there are very well known. And here's a chance, really, to, to hear him directly, my friend of so many years. Uh, Ethan, one of the things that I was very impressed about, uh, something you produced for Dialogue, and I believe it was 2013, so it's going to be almost be you know, almost 10 years old. Uh, an article that you wrote called Gain Through Pain. And it's, it's not as trite <laughs> as it sounds. It's not Jack LaLanne or Richard Simmons talking. It really is a, a powerful, in 24 pages, an essay, uh, almost at that point when you wrote it, I saw it almost as, as, as like your shita on, on the contemporary Jewish scene. And I was thinking, you know, since this is a program that's based on our interaction and specifically your ideas, I thought it would be worthwhile revisiting it. I mean, it's, the world has changed so much in the last nine years. How do you think the, you know, you, you, I asked you to reread it. A lot of people don't like rereading their stuff. What do you think, Aitan? Do you think it needs to be re, republished and, and brought back out there again? Thank you, uh, Remo, for having me on once again. It was a pleasure. I, I should like to just pause for a moment and uh, say, uh, address the title. It does have a, a, a more uh, a, a, a subtitle, which lends it a little bit more gravity there. It's Gain Through Pain, the subtitle uh, of a proposal for contemporary orthodoxy. So that's intended to give people some sense beyond the, the trite phrase, which uh, if Lelaine or um, Simmons were, were writing it, they'd probably say lost through pain because their clients are looking to lose weight, not gain it, but we're looking to gain. And what we're looking to gain specifically is um, looking to gain ourselves. We're looking to gain our Jewish selves, uh, our spiritual selves. And that's uh, really what, what, we're, what I'm addressing there. In terms of you know the piece, again, it appeared in dialogue, which... Uh, I can hardly imagine that any of your listeners are not familiar with this world-renowned uh, uh, publication, this, <laughs> this, this uh, weightiest of uh, Orthodox Jewish journals. Uh, but Dialogue, uh, of course, is, is now actually we're on the cusp of publishing uh, volume nine. Should be out probably right after the Yom Tovim. Dialogue, which is, has the subtitle two of for Torah issues and ideals uh, and ideas for Torah issues and ideas. It was founded, uh, I don't recall how many years back, but uh, you know, well over a decade by uh, Varen Feldman, the Baltimore Shishiva, to serve as a, as a bama, as a, as a platform, as a venue for uh, exchange of ideas, um, uh, provocative uh, uh, ideas, powerful ideas, ideas that wouldn't get an airing uh, anywhere else in the well, it's center-right uh, Orthodox world. It's intended to be a journal of high intellectual content presented in a, a, a high-class manner. You know, the journal itself, high production values. 
you know, and Baruch Hashem, I, I think that uh, apart from the in, the infrequency of its appearance, I think it it has has been successful in that in serving that purpose. It has an, an editorial board of some well known figures in the in the Torah world, uh, Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky, Rabbi Elmer Klugman, Rabbi Shlomo Gadisman, and uh, and your humble servant. To, to get to your question. Uh, I, I would say. Um, uh, Let me. Well, well, since since you were extolling it, well, I'm present, I was presenting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One man's one man's presentation is another one's <laughs> extolling. Um, I, I know you you sheepishly refer to the fact that it doesn't come out uh, frequently enough. Uh, you know, obviously, Eitan, that in, in the 21st century, uh, what gives something currency is its availability. Online is dialogue going to be available through a paywall? Perhaps there's been some serious discussion of that. Yeah, and and, and, and I know that the part of what dialogue is 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 to represent, as you say, center right, and we don't necessarily want to push people into uh, the internet when they don't have to be there. But right. if you really want that exchange to happen, if you really want to have that response, um, it's already here. The the genie's right. out of the bottle. So yeah. I think putting dialogue online would probably be a way to allow it similarly to another journal that I think has mm-hmm. a very similar subtitle or the same uh, sort of mission statement, Hatira, uh, is available easily online, a tradition, of course, as well. So, yes. I, so right. I think dialogue would work that way. Before you get to the article itself, since you, you, you brought this up, I was Zoha to to have the editions of the magazine of the articles that you sent me because of our friendship. So I, I don't really have them all. But was it was it really an exchange? You know, I, I know that in many of the like even in the what I consider some of the classic, you know me, I, I know a lot about these journals from uh-huh. uh, started becoming uh, popular at the end of the 18th century already, um, the Maasfim and, and other things. But even, uh, you know, uh, the Arachoneer's journal, Shemer Tzion Anemon. One of the things that's great about it is that you can actually see um, debate and arguments and discussions, uh, and you actually do see an exchange. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's exciting. Has Dialogue done that as well? Because I wasn't, you know, I, I know that I, I read carefully the edition that had to do with homosexuality, and uh, which was really prescient in terms of how prevalent those issues became just a couple of years later. But is, was there really an exchange or was it really more pretty much everybody is pretty much on the same page? Well, when you say, I mean, let me let me take the last statement first. I mean, when you say everyone's on the same page, I mean, uh, again, I mean, uh, it's it's got a, a lineup take, taking this uh, edition, this volume that we're talking about now, the one in which my article appears. You, you've got a lineup of, of some rather well-known and, and highly regarded personalities from across the total world. And, and just looking at it, I can see that there's, there's certainly a diversity of outlook there. But this very volume itself answers your question, because if you look down the table of contents, which is helpfully presented, the cover, you don't even have to open the, the, the journal for it. We've got here an exchange on the definition of the Shafan, uh, which, which has three participants, the first being Rabbi Natan Slifkin, that's a scholar for... <laughs> <laughs> or as, as I would call him, the, the scholar formerly known as Nussen Slifkin, um, but Rabbi Natan Slifkin, Rabbi David Kornreich, and Jonathan S. Ostra, PhD. Now, uh, I'm sure you can, you can figure out that they were not at all on the same page. 
yeah. they're barely in the same book, and we we managed to get them in the same book. So there is a prime example uh, to answer your question. Uh, it it doesn't get more heated than an exchange of that sort. It doesn't get uh, you don't have exchanges bringing okay. together. Okay, look, 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 Eitan, to argue about what the, to, to argue biology, to argue zoology, you know, is different than arguing. No, 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 no. This is not that. If you, if you read this, as as you can imagine, this is about much more than biology. Right. This is this we're, we're talking about heavy duty hashkafic discussion here. Where Slifkin so, is involved, I'm sure that that is the case. So so, so I'll just say this. I, I will credit um, uh, Rabbi Natan for what's perhaps the best line that's ever been uttered about our journal, uh, which is when it first came out, he took a look at the, the name we'd, we'd, we'd given it, Dialogue, and he said, hmm, that's, that's excellent. Dialogue equals diatribe plus monologue equals dialogue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so that was great. The, the, the only problem with the line is it hasn't aged very well because lo and behold, we invited Rabbi Natan into our pages to duke it out with his Hashkafi uh, combatants, and uh, you know, and perhaps the second best line, by the way, about the journal was 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 uh, was mine, which I used back when we first uh, started, and we realized that, uh, and we we our in initial intention had been for this to be a uh, a bi a biannual, a, 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 I'm sorry, a quarterly. <laughs> we, we we intended this to to be a center right intellectual quarterly uh, of thought and opinion. You know, so but my line was, but it's a from quarter, it's a yeshivish quarterly. So, I get it. <laughs> so, so it only comes out twice a year. But that, <laughs> Jewish vibe, yes. That 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 uh, that bon mot quickly became uh, obsolete because we we had trouble even publishing once a year. Uh, yes. And now yeah. it's uh, yeah. Well, so, so I so I think because of that reason, and again, we always look. I'm in the same business as you. I, I, if I if I put out one podcast a month. The quality would probably be um, much different than it is, but people really need to hear things on a consistent basis. And I hope again that you'll uh, generate the energies necessary uh, in your dotage to be able to still produce things. But let's go back to something that you wrote again, you know, ten years, almost ten years ago. Yes. I'll ask you the question again. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, do you think it needs to be reissued? Uh, and, and, and maybe you know. Uh, do you feel that the points, because as I, as I wrote to you in a, in a private note, you know, I think it's some of the strongest writing you've, you've done. Uh, I, I, again, and I am a fan of your writing. I think you were in, a, you were in the zone <laughs> when you were writing this. There's, there's wonderful metaphors. It's really very much to the point. And it is a, a critique that needed to be heard. And I think it was a critique that especially needed to be heard from someone who most people would say was was part of, you know, Mishpacha's editorial board, whatever it was your role was there, because it was a, a, a buzzer. It was a shock to hear those things. So why, why don't you, I've been talking about it, why don't you talk about it, about sure. what it was? Sure, sure. Uh, to answer the question succinctly, I, I would have to say that you know, with 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 the benefit of of, of nine years of, of hindsight now, uh, since its publication, I, I'd have to say that uh, the uh, article has aged remarkably well. Things tend to become uh, uh, obsolete or to, to become uh, less uh, less relevant or less on target with the passage of time. But rereading it now, I I, I don't think that's the case here. And you know, I, I make a reference in there to uh, I, I have a I have a, a sentence to the effect of 
Hard as one tries to avoid using a very tired cliche, American orthodoxy in this second decade of the 21st century truly is experiencing, quote, the best of times and the worst of times. And um, I think that dynamic continues apace. So that, you know, with the passage now of almost a decade since I wrote this, the trends that I'm identifying here have uh, accelerated, both on the positive and negative sides of the ledger. You know, I talk about the, the tremendous uh, growth in, in Limina Torah, the way that it has spread throughout the world of Alabatim and taken various forms and all sorts of options for people and so on. And that continues, and that is, uh, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a blessed development. Um, and, and various other things that identify that here. It's not, uh, this uh, article is by no means all gloom and doom. I, I took great pains to paint a, a, a portrait of, of some of the wonderful things that we're experiencing here. Right, but, but, that, but, but, but I think that that portrait that you were painting was yeah. in order to allay, you know, the type of uh, knee-jerk reaction. What are you doing criticizing? Because you said, yes, I admit that this is all great, but we're still missing, let's say, I, 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 I'll speak for you. We're missing the amelus, the, the work in Torah. Uh, yes, for, let's talk about one of the things that's written towards the sure. end of the article about the explosion of Tafyomi Shiorim and the wonderful right. Siumim and all the opportunities, uh, the incredible, you know, almost printing press-like uh, change of, of, of game changer that Art Scroll uh, and now, you know, Koran, whatever it is, in terms of translating all of Shah in a way that people can have them and read them and understand it. And all that notwithstanding, but what was lost and what, what, is, what is still lost, and, and as you know, as being a Dafyomi, a former Dafyomi, Magad Shir, and I still, of course, am, am, am in that business, the Amelus in the Daf, the Amelus for working on it. I think what you say very beautifully is that Yes, the Balabatim who, who learn on the, you don't mention this, but the ones who learn on the L-I-A-double-R, the ones who wake up early in the morning, the ones who trudge through the snow and turn on the lights and make sure that the shear goes on and everything of that has to be applauded and it's incredible in terms of the numbers, but the actual struggle of figuring it out, the actual amelus of breaking your head over the pshat and trying to work it and, and letting the learning be a way to exercise your mind and, 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 and to use your initial um, uh, confusion to work through and to push your mind to understand, to be misdabic to the das, the rabbinishom, to want uh, to find all of that is missing, right? Uh, in many of these shiurim. Uh, and, 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 and you make the point, uh, quoting, I think, the Chazanish, that it's Davke in Amelus of, of that type of struggle to be able to discover uh, that really, not only are, he doesn't say this, Chazanish, are the endorphins of Simcha released, but that's where you actually build yourself as a Torah human being. And that is missing from this sort of like culture where I want it easy, I want to have it. I want to be able to, I want to use technology. I want to use the translations and the things there to help me out. You believe that, that, that what was sacrificed was, was, this, was that struggle that built character and built dveikas to the Rabbi through learning. I, I think I'm putting it pretty much where you were. I'm using different language, but I think that's what, what you wrote there, right? Yes and no. I mean, again, you know, one would have to really read the whole thing, you know, in, in, in its entirety and in context. But uh, again, I, I don't make the case. And this is, this is not a, a, a call or a challenge to people to discard 
overnight their art scrolls, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I talk there about the idea of art school has, has made a, a, a wonderful, a signal contribution to, to, to the growth of community-wide, but also to the people, it's been transformative in, in individual people's lives. Certainly for the for the great many people who who have, who, have, uh, who came to Yiddishkeit later in their lives and don't have an adequate background, but even for, even for those who are you know uh, you know from birth and, and have a yeshiva background, the point is one one of the points I make there is is people need to be, be operating on a dual track in their in their lives in their in, in terms of limud Torah and in terms of the ruchnis generally, whereby sure avail yourself. Avail yourself of of the tools that we're blessed to have now that that you know early other gener earlier generations didn't have, but by the same token, have a plan, have some sort of plan of of, of growth of development. Where you, in other words, where you need to have an aspiration to go beyond art scroll at some point, or to okay, go so beyond, or to go beyond the Gemara and the Rashi and start peeking at a Taisus, all these sorts of things. That you know, and, and I and I and I make the I make the argument that. This is something that's not at all foreign to us in other parts of our lives, in, in the non-spiritual parts of our lives, right? And nobody, nobody thinks, uh, thinks twice about the, about the need for um, if someone's in a profession or a particular field of endeavor. Uh, the idea that you need every once in a while to go for continuing education and recertification and to, uh, to take courses to improve your skills and to learn new skills, et cetera, et cetera. Somehow, somehow, when it comes to to ruchnius, you know, we tend to become complacent. We tend to stagnate. We tend to lower our aspirations, and and, and you know, or, or fire, or, yeah, the, the the fire of of of, of the, the passion, the passion for 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 for, for excelling somehow dims. It, it's uh, almost. I, I think what happens is once it becomes part of the luach, similar to the luach of the year, we know what box to check. Right. And we check that box. OK, I've checked the box now, but I don't now that. The, but this, like, as you say in the article, the second time around, let's go even deeper. Uh, you know, exactly. what, I think what you discovered was people who have and I know this myself, having people that are now even in my third cycle of Dafyomi, uh, pretty much, you know, wanting to hear what it was the last time around and not necessarily being any in, on any greater intellectual level in terms of what they want from the Gemara than they wanted seven years ago. And, and again, so I, I know I didn't, I guess I miss, I, I, I short shrifted a little bit of what you said, but what you're really yeah. looking for is, okay, use these tools to get into the game, but now become a player in the game, become invested. Yeah. And, and become I think a sophisticate. They, you can become a Torah sophisticate. The same you know, have, have the sense, have the sense that I it, 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 that I want more for myself. This this is about wanting more for yourself. This is about not wanting to be on the sidelines, not be a bit player, not sit on the bench. I want to get, as you say, that that that's a, that's a that's a very apt, you know, uh, you know, metaphor. But, I want to get in the game. I, I want to get in the game. Right, but part of it is when the game is being fed to you the way it yes. is with that yes. tool, you yes. don't become active. Part of what Chazal understood, and, and part of what you know, the, you know even you know, uh, we talk about Rav Salavechik, uh from Boston, uh, talking about his memories of how his, he was goaded by his grandfather Rav Chaim, almost in, in, to what we would call almost physical abuse, to say, you know, you could be better, you know, you could push yourself harder, yes. like any drill sergeant. That's not happening. 
And that I think, you know, again, I'm ready to say it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, that doesn't happen. Now, I think what's happened though in the last nine years, since we're talking about arts grow and learning and Dafyomi, what's happened, that what's arisen, I don't think it's because they read your article, but I think what has happened is alternate programs that do really stress growth in learning. Uh, there is the Dafa Shavua that uh, where they do one Amud the whole week uh, with, with, with Mefarshim and Be'iyun, and there's a lot of discussion about that. Amud Yomi, which is, uh, which is something that I was pushing years before it became a thing, is done, I think, by the Arisa program with, with Bechinus, uh, you know, Dirshu, the outfit that I work for, of course, pushes, you know, to really, to really know the stuff very well uh, with various levels of, 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 you have the Tosfas track that you're talking about, and um, I know that you participated recently in a, in a Dafa Shavua type of program, right? We've had a Dafa Shavua Chabura in my shul for the past six years. It's a very fulfilling thing for people. You know? right. So in other words, it, it, it taps into the same element of, hey, I'm part of a big team and I feel great. I mean, I don't need it, by the way, I mean, personally. I mean, but I understand why people want it. I understand why people want to be part of that team and part of a group that's doing it everywhere. And then you can... Like, like Mayor Shapiro says, I meet somebody on the train and, 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 and I'm able to talk about this even though we come from other places. So that's great. It's a great thing that there's the club and it's doing it. But it's a club that's actually working very hard and, 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 and understanding uh, and spending the time. I have to also mention in this regard, for maybe our listeners don't know about it, that I don't know who's responsible for it, if it's Don Hall of Lakewood, but I know, I think the, they probably know about it, uh, the Shifty program. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's not shifty with an FTY. It's yes. uh, shifty shin bet tati taf yud shin bet taf yud, where you're actually shifty bevei Hashem, where yes. you're actually learning sugyas, where they have done an incredible job being malakate. You know the basic marimakomos with beautiful gishmaka rishonim and achronim, and they spend time working on it um, and, and really chewing it over uh, in a way that the the, the participants become magidashir almost in discussing it, where they they have hachana before the magidashir comes in. Uh, our friends at Mizrahi have also uh, embraced something that was very big in Eretz Yisrael and is done in many places. And I think it's Hikish Roshim here in, er- in America as well, the Tsurba Mirabonon program, um, where again, you really, uh, it, it's earmarked to perhaps a little bit of a different audience, but it's done in a way that the material is, is, isn't just flying over. It's really, it's, it's, it's changing the person by his knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you know, many times less <laughs> less is more. I, I think that has changed in the last ten years. So you you might have had you written it today, you might have added a little footnote as far as that goes. You know, I want to talk about one thing there that 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 I think is very relevant to this time period that we're in. When people be listening to this, it'll probably be uh, still in the time of the Yom Tovim. Um, you have a critique about Sukkot. And you talk about the uh, pop-up sukkah, <laughs> and you mention how, and, and I love what you did there. You know, you probably took out Mishpacha magazine and started looking at some of the ads in Mishpacha or any of the other journals that that have these uh, companies. And you talked about how the the, the sukkah is what was it hassle-free, I think, or something like that, or hassle-free, or no work involved, and it's very easy. And you talk about how that 
represents a certain attitude of you know what we want from our modern society we want those mitzvahs to come real easy like we want that sukkah to, to be able to to put it up as quickly and you get just sort of like george jetson remember he used to sort of he used to I think he's the after he landed his his car. I think he would put it in his suitcase or something like that. I think that's the way it happened. But right, but talk about you know what what you wrote there about that about the. Uh, I know it's not uh, we're we're not doing poetry here, so maybe a, a reading is not uh, doing a reading here. Public reading is not is not entirely in place. But can I share a couple of paragraphs which really are the central thesis? And, and are uh, denoted as such because they're bolded in the, uh, you know, toward, towards the beginning, somewhere in the first couple of pages, because, and it's from those paragraphs and from that thesis that all else flows. Yeah, here's the article here. Here's the bolding. We need at long last to bring to a halt to our headlong flight from lavishing upon the service of God and fulfillment of his commandments, the time, effort, and devotion they inevitably entail and rich we deserve. We need to reverse course and begin to embrace difficulty, welcome exertion and ostensible inconvenience, and recognize the priceless opportunity that temporary setbacks represent. We need to give abundant time, attention, and care to those things that, if we're true to our own avowed aspirations, are the only ones that truly matter in our brief time in this world. We have to stop outsourcing our spiritual lives to others using our own money, but the efforts, talents, and passion of others as proxies for discharging a responsibility and pursuing a mission that is ours alone. We have to invest in our avodas Hashem, that which only we, each one of us, can give ourselves. We must acknowledge, finally, that a basic psychological truth we accept and apply in the rest of our lives is all the more applicable in the realm of the spiritual. The need to overcome challenges and expend effort doesn't impede our ability to find existential meaning, forge connectedness with God, and experience spiritual enrichment, but to the contrary, makes those very things possible. That's the part you wanted uh, to, to bring out, Ethan. So why don't you? Well read. <laughs> so, I'm always ready to be your mouthpiece. Go ahead. You know, when you distill it down, the, the argument I'm making in this piece. It's not an essentially spiritual argument. It's the application of a psychological truth, which, which as, I, as I say here, is something that we much more easily recognize and apply in other parts of our lives. You know, whether it's, it's a, a, a very strenuous uh, and, and concerted um, exercise program because we want to get in shape and we want to, we want to maintain our good health and our low weight, et cetera whether it's with regard to career development and advancement or with regard to, you know, making our parnasa, and we want to always be upping our game and, you know, and raising our, our skill level and our salary level and our income levels. In our relationships, we know that you can't foster a healthy, you know, functional relationship, uh, uh, certainly not a, a very successful relationship with spouse, with family, with peers, with coworkers, whatever, the, whatever. Uh, without investing time and effort, and so this is something we know, we know, and 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 it's 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 got to be true in in our spiritual lives, and it is true, and 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 somewhere deep down we know it's true, and this is simply just a, you know, a call, a call to to make it true for ourselves. 
to our everlasting satisfaction and, and happiness in this world and the next. You know, that's, that's the case we're making here. And, and from that flows everything else, you know, and, and then really the article is really built around this central premise, words that you've read, and really is just describing permutations of, of that. And, but you know, but Eitan, I think the permit, you know, just like every good drasha, the misholim are important. And I think, you know, I, I know, you know, you didn't want me to dwell on it, but I think, you know, as, as we said, um, you know, the, the critique, the, the, the megaphone-like critique towards what we see in what we call the from Yeshiva Shevelt in terms of going away for Yomim Tovim. As you say, I, I think even though you say it flows from your original premise, but it's, 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 it's the precise, uh, you know, evisceration and laser-like glance that you put at it, which I think is important that people don't realize that, that yes, they could pay lip service to that, but then spend a couple of thousand dollars, you know, on, on, on going away for sukkahs or Pesach, et cetera, uh, as opposed to, as you're saying, like, like you say before, that uh, this little humble space teaches us priceless lessons about Bitochel, about true simcha, about the fleeting and fragile nature of life. It's supposed to be a hassle. Right? You know, the idea that, that the hassle is gone. So, yes, you're right. You could all say everything flows from those, those bold-lettered words that I tried to read with the passion that I know you put into them. But, but I think the examples need to be heard. Um, like, like you talk about, you know, selecting the set uh, of David Minim. Um, you know, the idea that we want someone else to select them for us. Right? You know, et cetera. Um, I think hearing that is important because it's easy to sort of like uh, to sort of you know bifurcate. Yeah, oh, it's a beautiful part about yes, a psychological truth. They're still going to go and you know and and as I said, join their family or make plans, uh, etc. Which living a lie to the truth that they absorbed, and I think that's why those 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 examples you gave uh, are important. And I think that's that that's what what cuts home to me. When you hear it, uh, when people recognize Eitan, the 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 paradox, uh, the contradictions uh, of things that they're doing, um, and, and you, again, I know you say that it's important about women who work so hard, and the Pesach Hotel does a lot of positive things, um, but at least you're, you're you're putting that question on the table, as you say, uh, is something ineffably precious. I, I, I would actually say it's effably. I could actually explain what it is. And effably is something, you know, Eitan, you can't really explain because you can't say it. But I would say something that can be said, uh, something downright indispensable. Um, uh, uh, lost when Pesach has come to mean uh, packing your bags and journeying to an amenities-filled resort to spend the holiday being pampered and waited upon hand and foot. Um, so I know you haven't backed down from those things. And I think those things, as you say, maybe they still need to be heard. Uh, and especially from a voice like yours. Uh, and and the people should recognize that. Nobody is speaking that out. You don't find anybody uh, saying that maybe all that money, and there's people making tremendous parnosa from it, and good friends of mine that are getting a nice Pesach vacation out of by being speakers or whatever it is, but nobody besides you ever raised this flag. Uh, and again, I, I, know, I know you're not stepping back from it, but now, to me, I think that's important for us to talk about, and because I would like that flag to be planted. 
See, again, you know, when we talk about this, one can always come back with, you know, but but so many Jews are making parnasa from it, and 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 it makes it so much easier, and it makes it it, it puts me in such a, so much of a better mood on 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 the yontif and so on, and so of course, of course, the case I'm making here is simply recognize that a trade-off is taking place. All of life is about trade-offs. There's very, very little in life that is all of this or all of that. Everything in life, again, to, to speak a psychological truth that we're all aware of, everything in life involves trade-offs. Recognize that the phenomenon of a Pesach hotel vacation, recognize that the phenomenon of snapping your fingers and, and, and using your credit card to have the sukkah and the and the dalad minim and, and and the food and the, and everything else magically appear at your doorstep, just recognize the trade-off. Then it will be your decision to make. But when, when we don't recognize the trade-off, when all we do is go with the flow and that which is most convenient and most hassle-free become the automatic fallback position, then anything else becoming strange or, or you know or farfront or whatever. That's the tragedy. When our spiritual lives are on autopilot, and the decision that's on auto dial is, is the one for that which is most convenient and, and least time consuming, then something very precious is being lost without our even having been able to, to think about it. Like a conscious decision. Yeah, it was Eitan, again, and just to be particular again, uh, the idea of having that pop-up sukkah, which you can take with you, or having a sukkah's vacation, I think really, in a way, it goes against even the mitzvah of sukkah, which is to be metayo b'sukkah, is to really to stay in the sukkah. We, and again, we, we see in the, in, 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 you know, we're, we're bombarded by all these halamayin options. I know it's hard, but again, it, there's still the halacha. The halacha is to spend as much time in the sukkah, the metayo b'sukkah, and, and maybe, I don't know, figure out a way how that's possible. I know I, it sounds like I'm nitpicking on small things, but but I I really believe I don't hear people making this point. I don't hear uh, Rabbana making this point. I don't hear people. Well, I'll, this. I, I'll say I'll tell you that you know Sukkot in particular, and, and not not just because it's something that is fast upon us, but it happens to be that Sukkot is one of the reasons I chose Sukkot as, as one of my points of emphasis here, among several among others, is because Sukkot is really stands out. As a mitzvah, where we've we've lost the musical notes, we have the words, and but the the melody, the, the melody of ruchnius that's supposed to be threaded throughout sukkahs, we've lost it, and you can see that even in things like, and this is something I've touched upon in columns, uh, as, as you mentioned. It's, so it's it's not you know the pop sukkah that's 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 an extreme. That, that's already an extreme, really abuse. <laughs> if you want to call it that of the mitzvah, but. As you mentioned, the idea of just whatever happened to using it as more than just a booth that we enter into, you know, just to be matter us to, to, to grab a bite or to get our two or three square meals a, a day on the Yontif. It's not a booth that you step into and out of. It's a home. And it's not a joke. It's the real thing. So, you know, I've touched upon the idea uh, in, in my columns of wouldn't it make sense you know, if you had a, a visitor to uh, to our planet or a visitor to our our from communities uh, on this planet, and someone who had been debriefed, who had, who had been given some basic background as to what this mitzvah of sukkah, this 
mitzvah of these uh, uh, booths of these uh, what, what do you call it um, tabernacle, right? I think that's what it's called in, in the King James. But you know, someone who had been given a brief introduction as to this this uh, this uh, age-old Jewish practice, you know, the sukkah teshru teshru kentaduru, it becomes their home. They make this home for seven days, and, and you know, some of the spiritual fundamentals of that 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 the mitzvah embodies, and then they. They, they land in a, in a firm community and they see people coming home from shul the first night of Sukkot and they see they're walking straight straight by that quote-unquote spiritual home for the next week and they're walking in the front door of their of their homes palatial or otherwise and and this this visitor to this planet comes over and says one said didn't you just but, but did you, you you walk by but, but why are you going in there Whatever, you know, the idea, and, and I, and I got to tell you that this is something which for already many, many, many years is something that I, I made a decision, you know, when, when I was raising my, my kids when they were young, that I was going to actually take it seriously. I, and therefore, I'm with and you, Eitan, I do the same thing. And uh, okay. I, I always make sure to walk home and I make sure to enter the sukkah first during Chalamayud. Exactly. Because and, it's not, you know. It, but I, but I, I learned this, I learned this from my dad. I learned this from my father, uh, who you know raised in a place where we didn't have uh, options. And I have to tell you again, you know, we both love our fathers dear, dearly. And I know you spoke about your father so glowingly. And my dad was just a, a very simple balabas, a European balabas, and ishtot. But when I was sitting shiva from my dad, I got a call from a medical student who, who needed, he had a heter to attend classes without necessarily um, writing. And the medical school was near downtown Memphis, which is where my parents' house was. We were one of the few remaining families there. And he mentioned to me that, uh, you know, my, my parents, uh, you know, had a warm meal ready for him uh, during Sukkot and Shabbos Sukkot. And he remembers, you know, walking, you know, the mile or two so from the, from the university uh, to my house. And he remembers that my dad was just sitting in the Sukkot the whole, you know, the whole Shabbos afternoon uh -huh, learning. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. he said that made such an impression on him. That there he was sure, walking sure. there, and he says this man did not leave the sukkah. He was just sitting there because, learning the whole yeah, time. It, but uh, Ramo, that's because authenticity makes a deep impression. That's all that is. That's right. that's that's authentic. That's authentic religiosity. That, yes, and that fellow said this is why he, he says every time he sits in the sukkah, he has the image of my father, you know, in front of his sforum, uh, reading, learning in the sukkah. That's what it is. It's not super fun, and you know it was Chalamayid or it was Shabbos. It's not. It's 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 not. It's not some super movie that you know some from movie that's completely theistic that everybody is going to on some theater, right? But it's spending time in that sukkah with the pine needles coming down and with the moths, you know, circulating. But, well, but this, this... Let's call a Jewish spade a spade. You know, we 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 know you know among ourselves that you know grow, growing up people would get together and. When our, our uh, heterodox brethren would come up in conversation, you know, they tend to be a little bit of a smirk and a little bit of a snicker, and you know, ha ha, look at the look at the, the kind of Judaism, quote unquote, that they practice, where it's going through the motions or it's symbolic and it's not the real thing and it's not, you know. And what should I say? If the mitzvah of sukkah could speak, I might take exception to that because it's saying, what about me? Uh, as I as I sit here, you know, for the week, you know, just waiting, waiting for my residents, my, my builders, my owners to enter me and to spend time within me. And as I say in the, the article, to listen to the things I have to say, if only they'd listen. So 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, my father would talk about how he, he once had a teaching job in a, there was a conservative in a Talmud Torah that was attached to a conservative synagogue. Uh, I think it was at White Plains. And he said it was there that he saw the most beautiful sukkah he'd ever seen in his life. It was elaborate and ornate and beautifully constructed and just exquisitely decorated. So there was only one problem with it. It was in the auditorium, <laughs> you know? So, you know, so again, you know, so, so we, we live, ha <laughs> ha, the conservatives. Uh, and ours are outside and we've made sure before Sukkot that there isn't, there isn't the, 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 the slightest hint of a branch that's Khalila shading over the schach. And we've made sure that the schach has a, has a kosher hesher. And, 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 then, and then it sits there, forlorn, throughout, throughout most of Sukkot, except when we scoot in and out. We have our suddhas, of course, there, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the defenseless Sukkot here. <laughs> I'm happy that I was able to get you into a literary mode. I want to end today, and again, people are going to be hearing this probably, you know, after some of you are in Arayim, but, but I think that, that one of the ideas that you, that you illustrate, uh, and we talked about it here as well, the, the struggle, um, the recognition of what our purpose is of the B'nai Yisrael, you know, I think that, that part of when we enter the Yom Narayim, even through Yom Kippur, by the way, the Rambam brings down a, a minag that's brought down in others' farm too to say the v'chains throughout the series of Chuva, even during the all Shmon Esres. Um, yes, and and yes. and I've and it's such a, a, a wonderful Hisofa. Um I, I think that again, uh, I'm indebted to Zev Yivitz and other scholars of the Siddur to say that it's probably the vestigial Malchius of Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, because uh, his sheet and the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah is that it's in uh, Kedushas Hashem that you should bring in Malchius and bring in, uh, and, and I think that's probably where it comes from. But when we read that and, and we see that glorious future, that buildup uh, leading to the Tzadikim, Yiravi, Yismochel, and, and, and for many people, that seems at odds with, with the present reality. But I think your article, for me, you know, underscored our role here and now as the shutta uh, not just, just being a couch potato and absorbing, but the fact that we have to struggle, the fact that we have to uh, sharpen our convictions, we have to always have that single-mindedness. I think that's really the way that you're not just reading about some sort of utopian fantasy. You're saying, yes, I'm in this job. I'm there doing it, of course, and I'm marching towards it with that struggle for that, that elevated uh, world. I think if, 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 you have a, uh, if you're not proactive, if you're not gaining through that struggle, then you're, you, it, it doesn't impact. It's not, right? it's, it, it's almost a wahabdil, you know, elef you know, if, it, if you haven't, you know, the reason why, you know, when I see uh, the awarding of the Lombardi trophy to the, to the Super Bowl champions, and, and I've seen it a number of times, and I see the way they bring the trophy, and they all want to stick their hands out, like uh, this little piece of metal, whatever it is, and they want to touch it, and they're, it's because they worked so hard, because they've been working for six, seven, eight months, grueling, pushing themselves, fighting, facing injury, 
they, they fought for it. And if they didn't, you know, the guy that was on, on the bench, the guy that, that sat out but was, was on, didn't work, again, he doesn't feel that simple at all. And, and, and I think that's part of it. it we cannot really be margish what it means, even that, that, that future that, we, that we're misfollowed for, unless we really take to heart, I think, the, the Isodos of, of, of your article. And I think that that's, uh, to me, uh, what allows you to, to put your hooks into that future and to say, yes, even if you know you're not that tzaddik, but you know that you were part of that system that struggled and pushed in order to make that happen as a reality. So again, I, 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 that's why, to me, I wanted to discuss this, and I felt that it was very uh, germane for, for for this time. So Eitan, I would I would end with uh, you know if if there are uh, listeners who are intrigued by our discussion and who are unable to find this volume of dialogue, which I would recommend because beyond my piece, my piece can really be seen as a as a, uh, a companion piece to one by of Aaron Feldman, uh, called Observant but Not Religious which uh, sounds some of the same themes, of course, in his inimitable style. And there, there are others there uh, that are really worthwhile looking at, which also kind of are connected to this general uh, topic that we're talking about. But if people can pick up volume number four of Dialogue from the fall of 2013, people want to contact you at the website or whatever it is, and I can send people a PDF of my piece. Sure, they can, always, they can always email me and, and I will send them the PDF that I have. And again, I, I think part, part of it is, is, is your marketing and getting, these, getting this into people, like I said before, whether it's through a website or to make sure that your local farm store still has the old, <laughs> the old copies in order to, that people should be able to, to see things, especially as you say, that, that haven't lost their punch despite how much the world has changed uh, in the last nine years, you know, COVID and everything else. So, Eitan, we hopefully will be back again, and we'll talk about uh, a brand new topic, something that uh, it's not based on any of uh, something that uh, some old writing of yours, but something fresh and, and new and, and current, and we'll be able to get, once again, your perspective on the close to the Take care, everybody. Looking, we'll see you. looking forward, looking forward, and to you, and to all of our listeners. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 